Life Audio. Teach Us to Pray is brought to you by Life Audio and is a part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. As believers, it is important to know that God will convict us, but He does not condemn us. In today's episode, learn the difference between conviction and condemnation so you can ensure that you are accurately hearing from God. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Welcome back, friend. You are listening to the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we teach believers practical and real-life tips on how to grow your faith and relationship with God through the power of prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast and founder of Beloved Women, where I have the honor of encouraging, equipping, and empowering women all over the world in the love and truth of Jesus Christ at BelovedWomen.org. Today, I want to start off by asking you a question. Have you ever felt bad, like you did something wrong, but you couldn't quite put your finger on what you did? And now you're wondering if God's mad at you because you feel guilty, but you don't have a clear reason why. So then you might start to feel condemned. You might start to feel scared or anxious or afraid that something bad is going to happen to you because you feel guilty, but you're not sure exactly what it is. One thing that I've had to learn in my relationship with God is that he will convict us, but he does not condemn us. If we are ever in the wrong and we have a sincere relationship with God, he will let us know. He will let us know through conviction 
the path that we should be taking instead. It's not a mystery. It will not be a game. God does not play games about things like this. Now, on the other hand, the enemy will accuse us, will try to condemn us and confuse us with feelings of guilt and shame and making us feel like we are bad. Because if we fall into it, into those thoughts of guilt and shame long enough, we'll start to act on it. And so as believers, it is so important for us to know the difference between conviction and condemnation. So that's what I want to talk about today so that you can have that discernment to know the difference. And what that will do is it will help you to clearly hear from God. Because if you don't have the discernment to know the difference, what will happen is the enemy can start accusing you and condemning you even of things you didn't do, even of things that you aren't guilty of or things you are guilty of but have been forgiven of already. And you'll find yourself in despair, in discouragement, and God hasn't called you to all that. He's here to give you abundant life, joy, and peace because he's covered you with his righteousness through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. Now, another thing that can happen when we don't understand the difference between conviction and condemnation is that we might miss God's conviction. God might be convicting us, but we feel so sorrowful about it. Like there's no coming out of it that we we miss the power that God is giving us to do better. God is never going to call us to something that he's not going to empower us to then do, even if it's to change a behavior or turn from a sin, especially, I would say, in those things. He's going to give us the power to do it. But if we don't understand that, we might miss it. So first, I want to talk about conviction first. Conviction is a leading from the Holy Spirit to move in a new direction. Conviction is to be reproved or corrected from a sinful state by God to do what is then right. It's the sense that you need to stop doing something you're doing and correct that action. All right. So conviction can come from a few places. First and most importantly, conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. In John chapter three, Jesus is explaining to the disciples that he has to leave because upon his departure, that is when the Holy Spirit will come. And he says that when he comes, speaking of the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So the Holy Spirit will correct the sinful nature, will show us that we're heading in the wrong direction so that we can then head in the right direction. Does that make sense? That is one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit, that when the Holy Spirit dwells in us, we now have this sense from God to know within us what is right and what is wrong, what is pleasing to God and what is not pleasing to God. 
Now, conviction can also come from the word of God. Titus 1.9 says he must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and to rebuke those who contradict it. So to rebuke or to reprove or to correct. So the word of God can also be used to convict, right? To show that this is the right way to go, right? And then by showing what is right and showing what is true, the word of God will automatically then show what is wrong. It will automatically reveal darkness. Does that, I hope that makes sense. Second Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So by the very nature of God's word, it convicts. And, and, and many of you have probably experienced this before. Have you ever been reading the scriptures and been like, ouch, that was for me or opened up your Bible app and it convicted you. It, it opened your eyes to realize that something that you were doing or thinking or a behavior that you were participating in was not in alignment with God's will. That is conviction, right? At the same time, we can become convicted by our own conscience, by ourselves. John 8, 9 in the King James Version says about the situation where some religious leaders brought a adulterous woman to Jesus to trick him and say, you know, we just caught her in adultery. What what should we do with her? Jesus then starts to draw <laughs> what we don't know what it is in the sand. And as he is doing this, the religious leaders see what he is doing and they one by one walk away because John 8 verse 9 in the King James says, and they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one being at the eldest even to the last and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the mist. And we'll come back to this scripture in a little bit, but essentially in themselves, based on what Jesus did, they saw, oh, wait a minute. They were convicted by what they had done. They knew it wasn't right and they didn't have solid ground to stand on anymore. So they decided to leave. So conviction can come from revelation that you have within yourself about a particular situation. As we saw in John 8, 9, conviction can come from the word of God and can conviction can come from the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of times you might hear the word conviction and you think of it as a bad thing. You think of this as something that you want to avoid. But you have to remember, God sent the Holy Spirit with a job to convict us. And the gifts that God gives are good because if we don't have the conviction of the Holy Spirit and we find ourselves on a path that leads to destruction, guess what happens? We stay on that path to destruction. It's the job of the Holy Spirit then to convict us, to turn us around. And that is the purpose of conviction, to correct a wrong, to set a better path. The purpose of conviction is not to leave you in the same state, but to transform you, right? 
Now, the issue is that that transforming process, that revelation that I'm doing something wrong, I'm thinking something wrong, I'm behaving in a way that does not honor God, that can be painful. It can be painful. And because both conviction and condemnation can be painful, we often confuse the two. But we have to realize they are not the same. God will convict us because the purpose is then to change us. But the Bible says he does not condemn those who are in Christ. So let's talk a little bit about condemnation then, because this is where we're getting a little confused. Condemnation is to exercise law against anyone, to judge against, to pass judgment upon. All right. And so condemnation is to pass judgment, to punish you for a law that you broke. That is condemnation. But this is what the Bible in Romans 8 verses 1 through 2 tells us about condemnation. There is therefore now No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Jesus from the law of sin and death. And we know that the law of sin leads to death and destruction. And so what it's saying here is that because we are covered by the righteousness of Christ, we are not condemned by the fact that we have broke the law, right? And so that's why I'm very careful with my words when I explain to you what condemnation is and that although God will convict us, he does not condemn us, but he can. I want that to be clear. He can, but he has chosen not to for those who are in Christ Jesus, because now Jesus has fulfilled the law for us so that the broken law that we have committed is covered by his righteousness for us. So now God is saying, even though I can condemn you, I won't. We can go back to that story in John 8 with the adulterous woman. When all of the religious leaders walked away because they were convicted in their hearts that what they were doing, that they were, they were not perfect, right? Jesus said to the woman in verse 11, Does anybody condemn you? And she said, no one, Lord. And then Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go. And from now on, sin no more. Now, I want to stop here for a little bit because Jesus could have condemned her because he had all the power and authority to do so. Matthew 8, 28 tells us that Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, right? So in order to convict someone, in order to condemn someone, you have to have the authority to actually be able to do it. Jesus showed those religious leaders they didn't have the authority to condemn this woman. However, he did have the authority to do so, to condemn her. But he says to her, I do not condemn you. But you know what he did say? He said, from now on, sin no more. What is that? That's conviction. That's conviction. That's saying, I'm not going to leave you in this sinful place that leads to death and destruction. That is God's heart 
That has always been his heart. It is not God's will that people go to hell. He doesn't want that. But he's a just God. So if you don't follow the rules, if you decide that you don't want to be with him in eternity, he's not going to force you to. But if you do, he's going to show you the path to take, which is through his son, Jesus Christ. We are to be disciples of his son. That doesn't mean we have to be perfect and get everything right, but it means that we walk in step with the spirit. We walk the path that Jesus walked. We are his disciples. We follow him. And whenever we get off path, the Holy Spirit is right there to convict us to say, I don't condemn you, but go and sin no more. Get back on path, right? Now, sometimes our hearts will condemn us. 1 John 3.20 says, For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. And so sometimes that, that goes into what I was sharing with you before, where you feel condemned and you're like, why? What did I do? You just feel guilty for no reason. And I told you God's not going to do that. He's not going to guilt you. He will convict you and he will show you which path to take. And so even when our hearts condemn us, we then focus on God because he'll show us where we need to go. Finally, the enemy will try to accuse you. However, he does not have the power or the authority to condemn you, but he will try his best to make you feel condemned. He will do his best to separate you from God so that, and he's, he's doing his best to separate people from God so that they will be condemned because in Christ, there's no condemnation, right? But as I've said before, all authority has been given to Jesus. Ephesians 1.21 says, Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. They're talking about the reign of Jesus, that he has all authority. Jesus and the enemy are not equals <laughs> at all. Jesus has all authority. And so the enemy can come at you and condemn you and accuse you all he wants to. But Jesus has the last say. In fact, he already has. And he says, neither do I condemn you. And if that's what Jesus says, then that's what it is. Who can condemn us? Jesus could if he wanted to. But he doesn't want to. Instead, he laid his life down to save us. I want to close with a few verses from Romans chapter 8. Remember, verse 1 in chapter 8 started off with the declaration, therefore, now, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But I want to go down to verses 31 through 35 that says, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? That's condemnation, right? To bring charge against. It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised 
who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? And then he goes on to say, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Jesus could condemn. He has the authority to do so. But instead, he died for us. And now he is interceding for us because God is for us. I hope that gives you some clarity today in your walk with God. That for those who are in Christ Jesus, you are not condemned. However, if you are convicted, it is only because God loves you and he wants you to walk a path towards him so that you can experience his life-changing love. It is my hope that today's episode has provided you with insightful and helpful tips on how you can pray. As a gift to you, be sure to download my free five-day prayer guide and take my prayer personality quiz to learn how you best hear and connect with God. You may find all links in today's show notes. We have so much more to talk about when it comes to prayer, so I hope that if you were encouraged by today's episode, you'll share it with a friend and subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we will continue to learn how just like breathing, prayer can become a natural, consistent, and life-giving part of our everyday lives. Until then, be sure to connect with me at BelovedWomen.org and join me on the Beloved Women app for unlimited videos to grow your faith, learn God's word, and encourage your soul. Available now in the Apple and Google Play stores or at BelovedWomen.tv. Thank you so much for taking time to listen today. God bless you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Teach Us to Pray is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of the local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.